0: Okay, okay. How you doing?
1: Uh, you know, living the dream?
0: <laughs> Still. Tell me, tell me the update of your house situation. Still living <laughs> under a bridge?
1: Uh, uh, no. I'm actually in a luxury apartment. But oh. I I know, yeah. I did um Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be getting a house next month.
0: That, wait, you're like under contract?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I close on May 6th.
0: Oh, well, congratulations.
1: <laughs> I know. Number That's three.
0: exciting. Where is yeah. it? Where did you end up?
1: Hmm. I'm taking my top. In Alabama? <laughs> close. <laughs> Henry County.
0: What? Where
1: Henry is Henry County? County?
0: It's,
1: it's like 20 minutes south on 70, eight, 75. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. south of Peachtree Hills or no?
1: No, not, not that. Well, Peachtree City.
0: I mean, Peachtree City.
1: No, not that far down. That's 85. Oh. I'm 75. Still south, though. I'm like oh, 10 okay. minutes away from the airport.
0: Okay, got it. Yeah. Interesting. So you're moving. You move from the city up to northwest, and mm-hmm. now you're moving
1: south east <laughs> a little. Uh, yeah, it is southeast. Yeah, I I can't figure out what I want to do, but this will this will work though.
0: So, what drew you to this house?
1: Uh, I see potential in that part of Atlanta or Georgia. Mhm. So.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it's I see not Atlanta. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I know. Sorry it's- I
0: pop that bubble.
1: <laughs> Force a habit. No, it's <sighs> just it's growing, and I feel like you know. It's just growing, and I, 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 the city was just too expensive for a single person. Mhm.
0: Yeah, no, it's expensive now. It is crazy. Yeah. Housing prices yeah. are are crazy.
1: People are paying like twenty or thirty thousand more than what a house is worth in the city. Oh and yeah. I'm just like, nah, I'm cool. I'll stay yeah. twenty minutes outside. I can still get there. Mhm.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely it. People are paying top dollar right now in Atlanta. Yeah, um, now I will. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens when everything goes back to normal, and like with Microsoft coming and Amazon expanding. Like, I'm just interested to see: is our traffic going to get twenty times worse? Yes, are people going to just <laughs> stay at home now.
1: Traffic's going to get worse and this little bubble is going to be a lot of people in houses in Atlanta and they're going to look around like, why did I pay all this? <laughs> like, what? This house is not worth what I paid. What am I doing?
0: Mm.
1: So that's what I, I want wonder. to avoid.
0: Yeah.
1: I yeah. got lucky. I'm, I, I got mine for asking. I didn't have to go above or anything, which is this year is really rare.
0: Hmm. Well, good. I'm glad yeah. that. So, are you happy that you did this?
1: What or sold? Do
0: you? Yeah, sold and bought a new house. Or do you wish that you had waited?
1: No, because I feel like it. This, this things will settle out this fall, and it'll go back to normal. And the value and the amount, like it only took me like five days to sell. And I feel like later on this year it's going to be a little more difficult. So I think I did it at the right time.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, good. Congratulations. That's exciting.
1: I'm hoping this is the last one. You know, I mean I don't want to go through this process again. It's
0: oh, not... I thought that you liked doing this. I thought uh, that this was like your thing.
1: I only like the money when it's wired in my account. But the process itself is very stressful.
0: It's horrible. It's like one of the worst <laughs> processes you can do.
1: It's, it's just... awful. The only time you're happy is during closing. Either selling or buying every other time yeah. you're just you're very unhappy
0: yeah it's it really is like a form of torture well and i got out you're
1: of cop got out of Cobb just in time apparently you heard about the all-star game
0: oh yeah i did it's no longer going to be there
1: and they are losing their shit
0: <laughs> i know i love that politicians are like businesses shouldn't be involved
1: yeah uh, they're bad.
0: which it is it, it's it's very interesting what's happening right now because i feel like you really see the influence of like politicians are losing their individual power very quickly i think and because companies companies can't afford to just not respond to their customers like if people are going to you know, go on an internet strike and hate on Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola mm. is going to respond. Yeah. And it is so interesting to me that here we are, not even a year after last summer of Black Lives Matters and just all this, you know, earth to racism. Like, hey guys, actually we do live in a pretty racist Um, society and there is a lot of work that needs to be done and I feel like these companies you know put out statements and we're like we all need to be more accountable and by not supporting politicians that they are being accountable now whether they're doing it because they are doing it from like a this is not right because of racism or I don't want to lose all my customers you know debate
1: that, but it's the latter. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What
0: are your thoughts?
1: Um, it's, it's, it's crazy because I don't, I don't think it's from a like, I love everybody point of view. It is about money at the end of the day. And it started, they started to pick up the boycotting thing and people were losing their mind. So now Mm -hmm. everybody's having meetings and stuff and it's just I will say this about the... Have you, like, read the particulars of the voting bill that they passed?
0: I have not. I have heard some different interviews on it. Um, And... But I have not, like, sat down to read it. uh, Read it. Oh, my God. I can't speak. (laughs) Um, I know that Kemp is his whole thing is, like, if you just read it, it's not actually about like voter suppression. But at the same... My thing is, like, I'm sorry, the not being able to pass out water and food at um, polling places, that bugs me, because that's, like, the only thing that saved me last July when I had to wait for four hours, which yeah. was complete bullshit.
1: Well, I think Had they left that out, well, it's all about timing because I did read it and had, it's just the timing of it. Like right after they, the person they wanted to win lost an election, you passed this bill. Mm -hmm. It just looks away, but it's not like, I got to push back on the Jim Crow thing. I don't think it's, I think people are jumping on that too fast. It's not. It's not what they're making it out. It's not Jim Crow. Like, you shouldn't just throw that out there. That's a pretty serious thing to say. Mm -hmm. The food and water thing is what sticks out. But most of the bill is, I mean, they're taking away some boxes, which I know the boxes will be in, you know, certain neighborhoods. But it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's not the worst thing ever.
0: I think that that also.
1: (laughs) Water and food thing is, that's what's killing them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, that was just dumb Whoever, like, decided to add that in I feel like whoever decided to add that piece in Like, yeah, no water, no snacks
1: <laughs> Like, they're
0: just evil Because and they were bitter about everything
1: Right You, you
0: know, like, that's just petty Like,
1: that's That's stupid. why they're getting a pushback Because their guy lost Had they done this after he won There would be no Nobody would say a word it's just a matter of when they did it. That's why it's such a, like, oh, now you want to do it. Had they done it in 2016, we never, we wouldn't even be talking about it.
0: Mm, yeah, interesting. I do. I thought Stacey Abrams made an interesting point. She was encouraging. Um, she was like, I don't agree with this bill, but I don't think that we should boycott businesses in Atlanta because both things are going to hurt the same population. Which is a good
1: mm. point. It's a good point. And it's also a point from I I would assume as a shareholder of most of these companies. <laughs> um so I, and I, I you
0: think she, Stacey Abrams is saying that out of her own
1: I do. I do. Stacey? She is a
0: politician.
1: Yeah, she's wow, a politician well. at the end of the Well, she is a politician. You don't think she has shares of stock in Coke and Delta and all this stuff from her hometown?
0: I mean, not, I don't think that's what drives her.
1: No, 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 it doesn't drive her. But I think she's saying like this could affect. No,
0: I don't think she's lot. saying that from a business perspective. I think she's saying that from like think about who works, think about who is hired and is going to work at the Braves Stadium when the All Star Game came through. It's a mm. lot of, you know, um. People who are already struggling, you know, like yeah. the people who work the restaurant jobs and people who don't necessarily have college or high school degrees who are already struggling.
1: They're losing a lot of money. I think the estimate was about $150 million for a weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So exactly.
1: Cobb is, they're going to lose a lot
0: yeah and, and i was
1: I was shocked, really
0: that m l b did that
1: of all sports, yeah, I was really shocked that baseball would stand up and do that
0: I mean, I think that the sports teams like they were kind of put in a place this past year, and they have to. Mm. it just wouldn't be right if they didn't. I'm very interested to see what the NFL, like how, what kind of changes there are in the NFL.
1: <laughs> None. <laughs> not, you don't think? No, they, that's a juggernaut. They're making too much money. Nobody's going to, no, they don't care. I stopped, I stopped supporting the NFL for like three years and they didn't go out of business. I thought that I would have a bigger impact. <laughs> <laughs> but they,
0: <laughs> yeah, but don't you think that like sports players now feel more comfortable being advocates?
1: In every sport, but the NFL, I think NBA, of course, LeBron yeah, can shut, for sure, he can shut that shit down.
2: Mm-hmm. But the
1: NFL, like most people, don't even know what NFL players look like. If you saw them outside of the helmet,
2: hmm, you're really you're just a
1: brand. Like it's it's. If I sit, if I put a picture of ten NFL players, like the most popular, I can almost guarantee you would only know about three of them by their face.
0: Wow! Well, so talking to someone who doesn't really—I mean, I used to follow NFL way more than I did, and even when I was following them at my most active point, it was still mainly just the Falcons. But so I don't know if I'm I, the best person.
1: No, but you know what LeBron James looks like, right? Yeah. Steph Curry. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Mm, yeah. Michael Jordan.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I just gave you four faces that you could point out. Now, if I I can't do that, with okay. NFL. Now
0: name four
1: <laughs> NFL players.
0: Um, Matt Bri- or not Matt Bryant. Matt, um, because Matt, let's be Brian. honest, Matt <laughs> Bryant, I would not recognize. <laughs>
1: He also yeah. is a football player.
0: No, I know. I yeah. Know um, no. What is our quarterback's name, Matt? Um,
1: you just proved my point for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I can see his. Well, I shouldn't say that. That wasn't going to be a very nice. Thing. I can see his skinny little
1: face. Matt Ryan.
0: Thank you. I was about to say. Yeah. I I could recognize everyone. I like followed their wives on um, Instagram like Matthew Stafford. Definitely could recognize him. I would recognize yep. Julio Jones. Yeah. Julio. I would recognize um well obviously Tom Brady, but um yep. um, um, um um Aaron Rodgers.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's because of a bachelor, so that doesn't count. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or is it because he's now dating uh, what's her face from? Who's an actress? Um, oh my God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: It's anyone anyone who's involved with Hollywood. That's who I'm recognizing.
1: let right. be honest. I've noticed but trend same.
0: <laughs> same with the basketball players.
1: Yeah, but Steph Curry's not really Hollywood, but you—he's just such a recognizable person.
0: Yeah, and I did live in the San Francisco, the Bay Area, for oh, a little yeah, while right. when he was like in the beginning of his very hot career. Um, yeah, and watched him play a lot, along with um, his buddy. What was the other guy's name who's really good on that team?
1: Clay Thompson?
0: Yeah, Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. I'd recognize him.
1: Okay.
0: okay the names look at right now, you know, I'm just a little tired, so my brain's not <laughs> connecting
1: things. Well, I think the, the point of this is you could recognize a basketball player better, so they have more of a voice. In football, just they just fall in line.
0: That's a very so interesting perspective. Right? I don't
1: think they will say anything. Hmm. Yeah, Even with the whole, see. you know, when Cap was doing his thing, like they didn't really speak out very much. Not all of them. When who? Kaepernick.
0: Oh, Colin Kaepernick.
1: Yeah. yeah, when all of that was. Well,
0: gone. no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if that were to happen this year, it would be completely different. I feel like. I think they were scared before, and now they kind of realize what they did of not standing up was not right. Yeah. That's been my impression. Yeah. 2020
1: Hmm. vision, I guess.
0: We'll see. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Who knows?
0: Who knows? I'm just interested to see where life goes as it gets back more and more to normal. Like, are things going to go back and be the same? Are... You know, like I feel like COVID brought a new appreciation of the work-life balance and people are more into like their families and their health and their friends and kind of the value that that like really brings to your life because you realize how much you value it when you can't have it. Hmm. So are people going to go back to being workaholics or is there going to be better family life balance or family work life work balance
1: you would hope so given the last year you would think people would appreciate what they have but I don't know
0: Yeah, I don't know either I I kind of feel like it's just going to go back and people are going (laughs) to (laughs) be
1: selfish again
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yep
1: and then I also
0: wonder in terms of Racism and how far we've moved—is it going to kind of go back to where it was before, Mm -hmm. where there's just, you know, a lot of white, not privilege, um, but like where you can you can choose to, yeah, Yeah. but you like literally there is ignorance where, like, there's sometimes I realize how ignorant I am. And I'm like, I just had no clue. I've never, ever taken a step back and looked at it that way. I've never had a conversation about anything that way. You know, like, it was ignorant, but there it was innocent ignorance. Yeah. But then there's, like, the non-innocent
1: ignorance where you know. (laughs) It's infused with hate. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Or, like, you just know you're being ignorant but you don't care.
1: I feel, well, you know, we got this, the Derek Chauvin trial going on. So I think that'll, that'll keep it going a little while longer. But I think after that, everything will get back to how it was before. Unfortunately, I think a few people have kind of seen some of the stuff going on and are kind of taking notice and it may have an effect on some people.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's having an effect on a lot of people. I just hope it continues.
1: Well, I I think it will for the people that have been affected. It's kind of hard to ignore it after you've been exposed to it and you you finally see what's going on. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I think that verdict is probably going to be the most important thing that happens this year because if he gets found not guilty, then it's going to be another summer of unrest and riots. And it's going to be very uncomfortable again.
0: Have you been been following um the
1: trial yeah yeah I I look at the highlights every day not the entire thing. Mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know I'm not a lawyer so I don't understand half the shit you're saying but I do look at the highlights and the testimonies and you know one day it's it feels like he's gonna walk and then the next day it feels like they're gonna do the right thing so I'm kind of like
0: mm-hmm. I don't
1: know it's um I don't know but yeah I've seen this story ah. so many times. <laughs> it's hard to have faith.
0: I am um, very interested to see what happens. I feel like it actually he could be convicted. The fact that like his own police chief testified against him, I think says a lot.
1: Yeah, he's they're covering their ass. They're, they're, <laughs> they're throwing him under the bus. Everybody mm-hmm. that works there is just like, nah, we don't. We don't really mess with him like that. <laughs> we yeah. told him to stop. Yeah. But then they're, they're bringing in the drug thing, which I'm just like, really? Because he, yeah. he, he had a drug problem. The knee on the neck had nothing to do with it. It was all drugs. Right, he, right. Even though he was fine in the video before.
0: Mm-hmm. The, even am- that,
1: that defense is so offensive.
0: Right, right. Agreed. I mean, it, like, it dehumanizes. I'm trying to find what I read the other day about that. Um, shoot, where was it? Um, where? I'll find it. But um, I also read this recently that I thought was very interesting. Reading about anti-racism doesn't... Oh, I recently saw a tweet. Wait. Is this what I'm trying to say? I'm really doing a good job with this. Um, Yeah, yeah, it is. I recently saw a tweet that went something like this. Reading about anti-racism doesn't make you an anti-racist. My defensive response was immediate. Is this putting people down for reading about anti-racism? Then, wait a minute, what if I switch anti-racism with mountain climbing? Reading about mountain climbing doesn't make you a mountain climber. Right. You can read about something, but then there are a whole series of actions and experiences that lead you to doing that thing. It takes expert advice, trial and error, humility, setbacks, and regular practice. I thought that was interesting.
1: That is a, a different outlook on it.
0: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then it just it like continues to go on about how racism is what set the person off. And, um You know, everyone is so quick to be like, you, I'm not racist, but because I would think the same thing, like reading an anti-racism book, you feel like you're putting in the effort of not being racist. So for someone to be like, that doesn't make you non-racist, you can get kind of quickly offended by it.
1: Well, you should, because the fact that you're even taking the time out of your schedule to read a book about how not to be (laughs) <laughs> is letting me know that maybe you're not Because a racist wouldn't mm-hmm. give it to them. <laughs> They're not right. going to read a book
0: Right But so this was about effort. Like white def- defensiveness And how it, like people are quick to jump on Being defensive And that's part of the problem mm. You have to Quote constantly Question your defense reactions constantly Or else you're repeating history Which I think is true Which also, speaking of Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day
1: I was gonna bring that up I don't know how to say the word
0: Yad Vashem Or no Um, Yom Heshoah That's what today is called in Hebrew
1: I know know what it sounds I know how it reads and how it should sound I just don't (laughs) I didn't know how to say it Yeah,
0: the day you remember Or we Mm. remember what that means. This is a cool day to be in Israel because they have, um, throughout the entire country, sirens go off for a minute and everyone stops everywhere, like including on the highway, everything, every single thing stops and everyone gets out of whatever they're doing and stands for a minute. So if you're on the highway, you stop and you get out of your car. Hmm. It's a very... It may be seven minutes. I think it's seven minutes long. Or six minutes. No matter
1: what you're doing, you stop.
0: No matter... Yes. Anything you're doing stops. I think probably the only thing that doesn't stop is if you're, like, doing chest compressions in CPR. (laughs) But
1: other than that,
0: (laughs) you're stopped.
1: That is... (laughs) That scenario is funny. I mean, not for the person that's getting them, but just the thought of that. Like, whoa, 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 we gotta stop, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm or sorry. maybe they're I'm like,
0: sorry. like, you know what? Bad luck for that guy. <laughs> May his memory be a blessing.
1: <laughs> I have to remember my past. I'm sorry, guys.
0: Yeah. You,
1: you knew who I was when you hired me. <laughs> did you see well, that gun thing today?
0: I saw a headline. What it? Tell me more about it. I saw a brief headline.
1: Uh, it's basically things that make that will make the people that don't like him hate him even more. <laughs> um, I know
0: that he's getting a lot of pressure because of the recent um, shootings. Which I think there was another mass shooting since we last talked. Um. um
1: well, there was one yes last night actually uh, this morning.
0: Oh really? It's, Where? It's,
1: South Carolina, this guy killed five people and then killed himself. Why? Uh, He was an ex, oddly enough, an ex NFL player.
0: Oh, too many hits to the head.
1: Uh, Yeah, they're thinking CTE, but Mm -hmm. I noticed no one's, they're not talking about it.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um,
1: That just, that literally happened right before his, uh, Address today, and I was just like, damn that timing is terrible man
0: <laughs> didn't he make it just a little bit harder to get a gun
1: he's trying to make it harder at like gun shows and he's trying to make it illegal to do modifications to your gun which basically means right you, you can't,
0: can't turn it into an automatic one automatic
1: right but I mean, most of these shootings, I think only two of them have modded guns. The other 20 or 30 were just regular AR-15s. So that that part of the bill, I'm like, uh, I mean, I guess, but I don't, you know.
0: Are those not illegal? I thought they were.
1: AR-15s?
0: Yeah.
1: No, it's probably the most popular gun in this country. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Wait, that's like a an ar-15 is an automatic right
1: semi-automatic it's it, like to have
0: it. we've talked about this before it would be like choo, choo,
1: choo. yeah yeah it's that's it's a I slight from our conversation <laughs> i do remember that part actually it's a mm-hmm. slight difference it's like bang 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 as opposed to bang 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 is right is that different yeah or you can okay, sh- you shoot like 10 people in three seconds or 20 people in three seconds. That's the most
0: popular gun
1: in America. Yeah, I think they ar 15 is number one, and then nine, not just like
0: a handgun.
1: Um, not right. The last time they did, last time I was reading about sales, AR 15 was slightly above a nine millimeter. The nine Mm -hmm. milli is always the favorite, but AR 15 is popular. Oddly enough, because all these shootings that they they publicize and people are here, they keep hearing it like it's in your mind. All you hear is AR-15. So then you go to a gun show. and You're like, I know what I want Mm. on (laughs) AR-15. And
2: then
1: they buy it. Interesting. But he's trying to ban. He's trying to ban those altogether, which will never happen because it's just too much money. And they're like, Joe, please. (laughs) They're too rich. well the NRA is in bed with a lot of politicians. So the thing that you're gonna uh, bed,
0: yeah. I feel like yeah. the NRA is the um like the Republican Party. Like they they are the puppeteers that manage the puppets.
1: Yeah. I mean that's because they, they have all their lobbyists and they go to all these functions and they give these people all this money. So to think that you're gonna stop that no. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: No, Joe. They'll do something to you before they let you do that.
0: I would hate to be a politician and feel like my decision is based off of other people and the money that they're providing me. You would feel so
1: slimy. But I think when you go into politics, you have to know. I mean, yeah, gonna, a lot of people are like dirty. into that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I would probably, I'm so curious if I got into politics, how it would be, because I feel like this, I feel like I would run, probably be destroyed on certain things I say, but my, my whole motive would be, um, just connecting to my audience and then (laughs) people would come up to me and try and, you know, make me make certain decisions because of the power and then I would go against it and then and they like, would
1: veto oops. they would veto everything you want to do positive. You have to be a little dirty to get anything positive. Done.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You have to be dirty to be able to play the game. And I'm not exact I'm not good at that.
1: <laughs> well then I don't know if you're gonna make it in this game.
0: I don't you got, I am.
1: You gotta do some dirty shit to get a bill yeah. passed.
0: Yeah,
1: I think I'm probably not. Yeah, they weren't listening to Barack, so he started letting drones off, and they're like, "Okay, <laughs> he's <laughs> dirty now."
0: Wait, what? what uh, he-
1: when Barack was in office, he had a, he killed a lot of people with drone strikes. Oh, oh, oh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I you so meant that like, was I don't know what I thought the, you
1: meant. That's the dirt they had on him, and then they started like, "Okay, we'll let you do this. We'll let you do that." But Mm. before then, they were rejecting everything he brought to him. It wasn't until he got a little dirty that they were like, all right, you're a politician. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you want to do for homeowners? Okay, we'll do it. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) It is. It's sad.
1: It is sad. I I, um, I mean, his heart's in the right place. I just don't know if that's going to stop or slow down all these mass shootings.
0: That's what I really like about Biden, though. I feel like, I mean, he is, because he's not trying to get reelected, he really is, like, doing things from his political stance.
2: Mm. Like, he's
0: trying to do as much as he can to make the world a better place. And he's not playing the game as much. I don't Mm. know. I like him. He reminds me of Mr. Rogers. I don't know if you saw me say that on Instagram. Mr.
2: But Rogers. He
0: does. There's something so Mr. Rogers about Biden. He's well, just I like, see. you know, he's replaced the button-up sweaters with his little ties.
1: Well, he hasn't sent jackets. my stimmy, and my gas prices are up, and so Your I don't like Your gas prices
0: him. are up because of the ship in the Suez Canal that blocked it up.
1: yeah i don't see that part all i see is sleepy joe not paying me
0: and but why why do you need a stimulus check
1: (laughs) because everybody else got one and i want to fit in
0: everyone else did not i didn't get one you're rich so are you mr this is my third house (laughs) no well i hate to tell you this but (laughs) you aren't poor you you work too hard and you've taken yourself <laughs> out of that bracket. Well,
1: I have to I have to keep peddling this narrative and I want my stemmy. <laughs> um, I want to so know.
0: An interesting thing off, going off of the stummy Um Daniel ran to Lennox last weekend and Oh my
1: god, is he all right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um he he just had to quote, make some returns. Well, then he's telling me the story, and I'm like, You didn't have anything to return at Neiman Marcus. And he was like, Well, I just wanted to see if they had a bathing suit there. I'm like, oh, Okay. But he could not believe I mean, he, the reason he spilled on himself that he had actually like gone there and gone shopping was because he was in such shock how busy it was, how many people were there, like, just socializing, not wearing masks, walking around, but then the number of people who were in line buying things that were, like, thousands of dollars, and he was, like, people everywhere were just standing with boxes holding purses or shoes that were, like, over a thousand dollars, and just looking around, like, Okay, I can't afford this. How is it possible that all of this, you know like everyone, <laughs> all these people can afford this? And so we were just talking about how the stimulus what check like, Yeah, how some people probably have received several thousands of dollars and they're like, "You know what? I'm going to go buy myself a new Louis Vuitton."
1: <laughs> that is just that is the main reason why, you know, they talk about reparations for mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, black mm-hmm.
1: Americans, descendants of slaves. And that's mm-hmm. my main argument for why it wouldn't work. Because not to say to everybody that got a stimmy was black. I'm just saying it would go right back to the economy. Like if you gave well, all black people a check, we would right. just give it right back to you. <laughs> <So it's-> yeah.
0: <laughs> There's definitely black culture is definitely flashier.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's our thing. Well, like, because people
0: it- want their money to be Scene.
1: it comes from not having it so long so many years of your life you haven't had shit mm-hmm. like for you if you go get a pair of ray-ban shades that's not a big deal for you because not mm, to say don't that buy you guys Ray-Bans. you know what i'm saying but you could have when you were growing up like you could have said i want these shades and gotten them and it wouldn't have been a big deal they're just shades but mm-hmm. like when you come from an environment where like ray-ban shades are like 200 dollars, so that's like a big expense as soon as you get your first piece of money, what are you going to go get? You're going to go get the $200 shades. So it just it make, it's a self-esteem thing. It makes you feel better yeah. when you have on name brands, even though most of the rich people in this country wear the same shit every day. <laughs> like, okay,
0: this is what's funny about that. So Ray-Bans growing up, like I would not have thought I could afford them because my parents would be like, there is no way you're buying those. Those are... Like, we can't afford that. My parents made me think we couldn't afford things. So then, <laughs> but then growing up, I didn't, I don't have that, like, kind of um, pendulum swinging response where then I, like, want to go out and buy them. I literally feel uncomfortable wearing expensive sunglasses because sunglasses are something that are so easily lost. Like, if I'm spending money on something, it's something that is very hard To ruin or lose.
1: That's funny you say that. Because I bought a pair of Ray-Bans. And I lost them. (laughs) See? (laughs) Yeah. And I was hurt.
0: I was so hurt. I only buy Target sunglasses. I have only ever once (laughs) bought nice sunglasses. And it was from a boutique. And they were $40. And that was was like the most I've ever spent on sunglasses. And I freaking sat on them. And now they're bent. (laughs) Pisses me off. <laughs> it's, but so, it's not I a good idea. It's just funny that, like, I mean, there's definitely. I grew up thinking I couldn't afford those, but like also having a very safe environment where I knew I could afford a lot of other things. I think that's where the yeah. difference falls.
1: It just comes from like everyday stuff for for most people. Everyday stuff is just everyday stuff, but for certain groups of people. Um, it's like a, like going to like, even me buying Ray-Bans growing up would have been like a, a big expense. But that day it was just like, I did overtime. I'm going to get these shades.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah.
1: But in our culture, it's a, it's a self-esteem thing. Like we, we, we put too much priority on the designer and stuff like that. And it took me a long time to come out of that. Now I'll go get a Massimo. Well, not Massimo. They don't make those anymore. <laughs> but I'll go, get, <laughs> I'll go get a jacket from Target and it's like twenty thirty dollars and I'm fine. I mean, my shoes are going to be like $200, but mm-hmm. my clothes, my clothes are going to be very inexpensive. But growing up, my goal was to get the most expensive shirt just because it made me feel better, even though, I don't know, it, it's, it's all a mental thing. It's all about mm-hmm. how you look at yourself, how you view but, yourself.
0: So what do people then feel about like saving money?
1: Oh no, we're not taught that. That's yeah, that's that's lame. Yeah,
0: and then what about having debt?
1: Debt is like, who cares, man? Look, look at my outfit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how much debt I'm in, I'm fresh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's just such a like interesting there. It's, it's like a, I don't know, it's very interesting because I agree. Like, if there were. If people got checks, it would go straight back into the economy, which actually surprises me that more people aren't supportive of it.
1: Exactly. Because you're getting it right back. But that was that was always and I used to be called like awful names. Anytime you say something that's not like what the norm like the, in our culture, the, the first thing they call you is like an Uncle Tom. Which is rude to the actual Uncle Tom because when you call me that, you clearly don't know your history, but whatever. <laughs> um, Wait, Uncle why are they Tom.
0: calling you an Uncle Tom?
1: Anytime you say something that most black people don't agree with, you're a sellout. or you're Oh, Uncle okay, Tom. got it. And that's just a phrase they use because mm-hmm. they don't know who the real Uncle Tom was. And then that's when I hit them with education. They look stupid. Anyway, they call <laughs> you that because I was just, I would be in barbershops. I'm like, if they give reparations to us, you're just gonna go to Linux, like you, like you just said that whole scenario. You're just gonna go mm-hmm. buy a Gucci belt or something like. So, wouldn't it be more impactful to do something in the community, like build a YMCA or guarantee mm-hmm. jobs, or give you a business loan? And you like, oh man, you've been running white holes too long. That's. It. And I'm mm. just like, I was like, no man.
2: I was Interesting. Like, I'm, trying
1: to, I'm trying to like provide generational wealth, like this that one time yeah. check. Is, it's not going to help our situation. Right. But
0: isn't, you there? Know. I think there's a town in Virginia. It's either Virginia or West Virginia that is doing reparations. It's like the first town that has, um, ever done it. Yeah. Did I
1: heard you hear about, about this. That. I think they're giving, they're doing like land deals and stuff on like business loans, which I think is a better idea than mm-hmm. just give yeah. one time. Makes sense. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. My, my idea was always, you can't ask a regular white person in the city to say, yeah, give me higher taxes so black people can get a check. You can't do that because that's going to create resentment. You need to go after like big corporations like Wells Fargo and J.P. Morgan, right. these people who actually made money from slavery. You can't ask a regular white person in America right. to pay higher. It's like that's not, that's not realistic, and it's not fair. I, yeah. you
0: know,
1: I didn't do it. Why do I have to pay for it? You need to yeah, go after no,
0: that's corporations an interesting point.
1: Yeah, you need to go after corporations. You can't go after everyday Americans and say I'll pay higher taxes so he can go to Linux Mall. They're yeah. going to us
0: more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um I listened to a really interesting interview about um it was a Terry Gross interview. I love her with Fresh Air. But about Winston or er, was it Winston Salem, um the history of No, Wilmington, North Carolina and the rise of white supremacy in Wilmington, North Carolina and how basically Wilmington used to be a city of like black people were very, very well educated, had great jobs. There were doctors, lawyers, like they were very successful Um, and it was a very mixed city. And then... um, basically uh, white supremacy groups formed and kind of rallied together and ran out all eat like there were black politicians um ran out everyone in that town and killed people and were hanging people um it was just so interesting it was in 1898 um yeah. but how that no, like not a single black person ever returned to Wilmington and people like they left everything they had, everything they owned and had to start over and they were very successful. And it, it was just such an interesting interview. And I mean, for me, it was like hearing it, thinking, um, cause I think they talked about reparations in it, but just how, you know, like for example, that history isn't taught anywhere. It's not taught in Wilmington. It's not taught outside mm-hmm. of Wilmington.
2: No. And
0: and it's a significant story in history.
2: And yeah. I just feel
0: like it's just so interesting kind of relearning how how things happen and why people think the way they do.
1: Well, that same thing has happened um, it's happened so many times that they don't teach. It happened in New York, Detroit, uh, obviously Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, Rosewood, Florida. Like it, it happened so many times, but if they don't teach it, you don't know. I only know it because
2: mm-hmm.
1: I like independent learning, but that, that happened in 1898. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Black Wall Street and Tulsa happened in like 1921. And it was I don't the know same what Black thing. Black
0: Wall Street is.
1: It's basically most of the in 1921 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, black people were kind of funneled to one area of Tulsa because they didn't want to be bothered with us. So we built the whole city, like all black doctors, lawyers, and they never left that black Wall Street part, like bankers. Everything was black. Mm-hmm. And then they said something. They said like a, a black guy came to the white side of town and he.
0: Like raped raped a a woman. He raped a white woman. That is always the story.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it turned out it didn't happen. But because they Mm -hmm. said that all the white people in town went to Tulsa and they burned Black Wall Street to the ground. So it's like, you don't want us to be around you. And then we go build our own. You tear it down and burn Mm -hmm. it down. And it's happened like 15 or 20 times. It's just in American history. But they they never talk about it. Black Wall Street is... I was shocked. I'm still shocked that it's not taught, but it, it's like the same scenario. Black people yeah. go and create something, and then you have poor right. white people like, they don't deserve that. <laughs> and then they go burn it down. And it's just- Yeah.
0: Well, in Wilmington, it was the same thing where it really, they were able to get kind of build propaganda off of lies of black men raping white women. So it really makes me wonder. Is the very, very you know, when you get to the bottom core reason that there's racism is because white males are just so fearful of black men, like maybe having larger penises. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I don't know like, if you're joking or not, but I do think that's a big part of the hatred. I'm
0: really not. <laughs> I
1: because think when you
0: Think it's about a big it, part of it. <laughs> when you think about it, and it's these white men who are that it's fear that they put into others and they're using like raping the women as the excuse. Yeah,
1: it's that's like, always the reason something happens. It
0: seriously it is. It's like over and over and over
1: again. It's
0: always the story like the black man raped the white woman. Yeah. And so you just have to wonder.
1: I mean, men are petty. So, but I, it's, yeah. fun, it's it's so funny you say that because I I used to think that, like, is that what this is about?
0: I <laughs> like, am starting <laughs> to wonder. Like, is it really that simple? Like, are you guys? That's like the bottom most layer of the, the <laughs> cake that is, you know over 20 layers high <laughs> they
1: are really upset about it it's genetic it's just and it's, i don't even yeah it's oh man but yeah and it, then i think
0: women just fell into like a fear. you know like women went into it because they were just fearful then
1: yeah and you create this fascination and then women are naturally when you tell a woman No, you shouldn't do that. It's scary over there. Don't do it. Then they're going to (laughs) be like, I (laughs) think I want to try it. Mm. That's why women love the bad boys and they like the stuff they shouldn't like. It's like, oh, I shouldn't do that, you say. Oh, well. It's
0: probably (laughs) why men have held women back their whole lives too. Let's be honest. There is a common theme here.
1: Yeah. It's as old as time. Oh, man. I feel like we've solved so many problems. We really did. We Before solved the world's
0: problems. It's all based off of penises. Yeah. <laughs> Which really, I mean, I wonder if the world was run by women, would we be in a much different place? I think yes.
1: Mm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I'll leave you with that thought. We can pick that up next time.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a talking point. Oh, before we get mm-hmm. out of here, I want to say, I just want to acknowledge uh, DMX. He's having uh, brain work tomorrow. Brain work. Well, they're testing his brain function tomorrow because he's right now not responding. Uh, he DMX is a popular rapper in the 90s and 2000s for people who don't know.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I just... Heard this. Oh, okay. He had a heart attack.
1: Yeah, well he he suffers. He suffered from drug abuses since he was fourteen because he was trying to smoke mm. weed, but his friend laced it with cocaine.
2: Oh
1: and crack and he became hooked to it without even knowing it. He's been fighting that his whole life. He's like fifty one and he's been in and out of rehab. He's he had gotten better, he was clean for like a year, but then you know, people brought up the quarantine and being alone with your thoughts. And it just, he, he relapsed and he had a heart attack. And right now he's not responding and they're going to do some more tests tomorrow. And I guess they're going to decide if they take him off life support. So Mm
2: -hmm. he's, he
1: was a big impact on my teenage years and I'm a huge fan of him. And I, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's not looking good, but I hope for the best because again, he's very important to me. So I hope he makes it, but it's not looking good, but we'll see, you know, People who are religious, they have faith, so.
0: Yeah. You know, play along. We'll see what happens.
1: Indeed.
0: Well, All right. on well, that this note. Was,
1: yeah, this was one of our more upbeat ones. Not a lot of bad <laughs> stuff happening, so we're going in the right direction. <laughs> no. Solving the world's
0: problems.
1: Just keep it going, America.
0: Okay, well, it's fun. I'll talk to you soon. Yay! Bye!